You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We've talked a lot about the offense, Caleb. There's obviously the defensive perspective of this as well. We know that Spags has been the defensive coordinator for this run of success for the Chiefs, but they have never been particularly great. They get by, they are passable, but great was only for that one eight-game stretch during the Super Bowl run when everything clicked together and they found the perfect way to kind of make it all happen. This is going to be the youngest defense in the NFL And it actually makes me excited because for years I've been begging Spags to just play young players who are more athletic rather than the old guys he trusts. And I know that this kind of throws him off because he likes to trust veteran players. But I don't know. It seems like a positive if I don't have to watch guys like Sorensen and Neiman play 60% of the snaps for this team. Are you going to miss Dirty Dan at all? I mean, I don't know. I guess ask me in the playoffs. That's when he showed up. (laughs) Right. Maybe, Maybe then. He's good for like blocking kick. He had big moments. He had huge moments. And then he had terrible moments. I mean, just needed gosh. a little more consistency. But I mean, if you think I'm ever just going to be sitting around and be like, I wonder what Dan's up. Like, probably not. <laughs> I don't. Like, the way that season ended, it's been like a slowly declining thing. They got maximum out of a guy who was a seventh round draft pick. I mean, they got maximum value. He started for their team. He was a member. He made. You know, he made the, the key stop in the Houston game on the fake punt, all that stuff. But I'm not going to miss him because Spags can't help himself. Everyone has a – every coach, I think, has kind of like a blind spot. We all do, uh, whether it be like verbally or – like we all have the things that we clutch to when we're weakest. I don't know what it is, Kayla. I don't know what you're uh, – we don't know each other well enough. We all have tics or things. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> list, right? We all have things we clutch to in those moments. Spags clutched to veteran players. His defense was struggling. Andy clutches to not running the football. It doesn't really matter. But no, I mean, I think I think there's more swing in it. I don't think the defense is automatically bad. I think a lot of it comes down to the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Who are you most looking forward to on defense this year? Out of, I'll say out of the new guys. I mean, I want to say Karloff just because he's a rookie, but um, yeah. the answer is probably Dunlap. He's the yeah. most important. Well, they went from... My stance before they signed Dunlap was they have a bad defensive line. They will be a bad pass rush team. There's nothing you can do about it based on the players they have. When they added Dunlap, they added an eight-sack guy. And then Karloff just looked good in the preseason. All of a sudden, you had hopes that maybe, maybe there was potential with the defensive line where they could be somewhere in the middle. And if there's somewhere in the middle, they can at least protect themselves. Because, Kayla, you know, I mean, they've got they've got a sixth-round you know, fourth-year player in Rashad Fenton who wasn't starting last year. They've got Legereus Sneed, mm-hmm. who's in year three. He's still young. And then they're starting, most likely, Trent McDuffie or Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson. It's a super young secondary. They kind of need a pass rush to do it. Like, I'm excited to see Chris Jones in his natural spot. But, I mean, if it's not yes. Dunlap for you, then who is it? New guys? Yeah. I, I'm going to go Carl Loftus. 
Something I really liked. Um, have you been watching the franchise at all? A little. Well, so like we, I, you know, like it depends. We keep trying to find ourselves clips on there and then make fun of each other on the show. And I don't want to bring it I up think I, because there's a Jody. I think I heard your voice there. on there one day. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but they showed Frank Clark pulling Karloftis aside, giving him pointers. I love that they're working together outside of practices. I love it when veteran players check their egos at the door and realize that we need to gel as a team. We are better when we're working together. We're better when we're lifting up these younger guys, these rookies. And I just love that he's taking his veteran status and and taking time to help out a rookie and and make him better. And hopefully then that makes our defense better. This is prob- That's my kumbaya moment for today. Well, that's nice. Um, this is probably going to sound, oh, I'm going to regret it. Oh, no. I'm buying into the Frank Clark resurgence. Really? I, I mean, I know that it's just like, oh, he lost some weight because he stopped treating his body like a dumpster, like most of us do. Um, and I haven't stopped doing that. But, like, you know, he started to treat his body better and he looks thinner and, like, resurgence is limited. I don't think he's going to show up and get 12 sacks this year. But for a guy who's been training in the wrong direction every single year, he's been Kansas City eight sacks to six and a half to four and a half. I think six or seven sack Frank Clark is plausible. I think that's why I still believe in the upper end potential of the defense because for the first time, and it's not as good as this one, so so I guess forgive the comparison. For the first time since they had Justin Houston and Tom Bahali on the same defense and they had like legitimate pass rushers all on a team together, mm-hmm. this is the first time they've had that uh, since then. So the entire Spags time, he's never had a pass rush unit that's this complete. True. Because if I believe, and that now that, that requires me to believe in the Frank Clark resurgence, but Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Carl Loftus, and, um, you know, in the research, like we talked about, like the resurgent Frank Clark and all that, it, Chris Jones, it could, it completes an actual unit, Dunlap. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. It completes, you know, Dunlap capable of eight sacks. That's what he gets on average per year. Chris Jones capable of 10 sacks. That's what he gets on average per year. Um, if Carl Loftus can be a five or six sack guy, if Frank Clark can be a six or seven sack guy, that is a legitimate pass rush. If you just add up those four numbers and then assume like they do every year, they'll get five or six at the linebacker crew. They're like 15th in the NFL in stacks. If yep. all those things come together, I think that's where like, I kind of buy it. Maybe you don't, maybe you want to wait to see Frank Clark, which is reasonable, but I, I, I'm kind of buying into the resurgence. I'm buying into the resurgence too. Speaking of linebackers, I'm really pumped to see what Nick Bolton does in his second year. They've dubbed him the quarterback is this of the defense. Because you're a Missouri gal, is it, it absolutely is. And I was going to bring that up to Nick as well. Um, no, he made us so proud last year. What he had 112 sacks, 70 solo, 42 assisted. Um, he had a really stellar rookie season. I feel like, and I think he's only going to get better this season. Bring it on. So you, I, I mean, he has. <laughs> he's already better than Willie Gay. This is my whole thing about drafting. I hate drafting linebackers for this reason because it's like. Well, we took Willie Gay. He, he's pretty good. Look, he's pretty fast. They take another one, and he's great. I think Nick Bolton was like instantly looked comfortable mm-hmm. versus the whole year of Willie Gay. I'm like, okay, but do you, I mean, you want to take linebackers every year? That sounds like a headache. That's a non-valuable position. And yet Nick Bolton somehow, I guess, I'm supposed to assume that maybe that's why they were willing to let go of Tyron Matthew because someone has to be in charge. I mean, it's Justin yeah. Reed, I guess. But I didn't think about that. does. Well, someone has to be the leader on defense. Justin Reed just got here. Matthew did it when he first got here. But when Matthew got here, he was a two-time All-Pro. Justin Reed was a safety for the Houston Texans. There's no accolades to put at the back end of that list. He's a very good safety for the Houston Texans. But he didn't come with the pedigree he did. 
they instantly slapped the green dot on Nick Bolton. So I assume that's that. The only problem is, do you think Nick Bolton can save a defense single-handedly? Because middle linebackers, you almost have to be like Fred Warner to do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that. And I don't know that Nick Bolton's that. I mean, you might love him, Caleb, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's the, one of the two best inside linebackers in the NFL yet. Something you're going to learn about me. I will always die on the hill for the things, people I love. I, it's blind optimism. I don't know what it is, but if I'm all in on you, I'm all in on you. And you're all in what, on Nick Bolton? Whether that makes me look stupid down the road or not, yes. I think it's fine. I mean, I'm not, I don't even like, uh, I don't even know if I'm all in on Frank Clark, but. Loyal to a fault. So just any Missouri player or just specifically Nick Bolton <laughs> because you like the way he plays? All Missouri players, including Drew Locke. Oh man, all, even Drew Locke? Oh, but he didn't <laughs> even get the starting job in Seattle. I know, and I'm really And we like Drew Locke here. His, his dad's great. Andy, they've got like, they've got a good foothold in Kansas City. I kind of hope he succeeds, but I mean, it's not going good. It was tough for me when he was with Denver because I wanted him to do well, but I also hate the Broncos. So it's easier for me to root for him now in Seattle. Well, but yeah, I mean, that's probably fair for most Chiefs fans. I just, I can't believe that Geno Smith is still starting in the year 2022. That well, notion to me is, and look, the Chiefs were always kind of surrounded by him because people were mad they didn't take him all the way back in that 2012 draft when they took Eric Fisher instead and in what might be the worst first round of all time. What, are you a big Eric Fisher guy too, or is Eric, that bad? You don't like Eric Fisher? No, I do. I like him. He's good. Oh, okay. He's good. No, but people wanted him to take Geno Smith because at the time they didn't have a quarterback still that they liked. Oh, okay. They didn't even have Alex Smith then. They were just like floating around aimlessly, hoping one day a quarterback would show up. I'll say that with the Chiefs and the defense and all that stuff is because what the Chiefs can do defensively somewhat is going to be dictated by what the rest of this conference looks like and what the rest of the division looks like. So, the, I mean, the next question is their defense is in trouble because they're rookies, right? They'll, they'll have growing pains. I think Spags essentially admitted that. But specifically because of the division they play in, they're not going to have much time to figure it out. I think that's right. why people are asking, like, is this finally the year they get knocked out of the AFC West? And honestly, they can't just basketball treatment, whether you like that analogy or not, treatment now. Do not pick the Chiefs to lose the AFC West until they lose it. Amen. If they, win it this, if they win it this year, they will have the second longest streak in the NFL. And the biggest problem is, is that while the Chiefs probably have more questions on their roster, they don't have questions at the single biggest areas, coach and quarterback. And no other team can say that about coaching the AFC West. Took the words right out of my mouth. I, I think I, there's no way, in my personal opinion, that we do not win the AFC West again this year. I know what every other team has done in our division this offseason. I don't care. I have all the faith in Patrick and Andy, and everyone else is going to show up because of them. I guess some of it is, do you think Herbert's winning the MVP this year? Because if he wins the MVP, then he'll have to win the division. Um, I don't think that he can't win the MVP. I put a bet on him. I put a bet on him and Patrick. Well, I got to hedge my bets. Yeah, come on. It's <laughs> futures. We have a running list of our bets. Um, well, you know, like I don't think everybody wants my personal little bets. I don't think anybody wants to. <laughs> Follow me for the nickel tell you I'm a pretty terrible gambler in general. So I'm actually not bad. I found you're okay. I'm okay. I think I was up at my last gig. So okay. And you track. See, I don't I don't even track it that hard. I was just using up all these free bets because it just got legal here in so I I live in Missouri, but in Kansas it became legal and in Kansas City, we're right at the state line. 
I don't know. I mean, I made like $800 with a free bets this weekend. So I'm up, obviously, Look this weekend go. off of free money. But I mean, I didn't win all those bets. Someone had a great Labor Day. Somebody, some of those were future bets uh, and mixing them up in MVP. Because that's, I think the only team I took seriously to win the division that's not the Chiefs is the Chargers. Do you think the Raiders or the Broncos can do it? If, if, it's, if it's not the Chiefs. If it's the not Raiders the Chiefs, the- I want to say Chargers, but... They, we say this every year and they never, they always find a way to lose it. I don't, I don't know what to do about the chargers. Is it the coach? I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not the chargers because obviously I'm living in LA and I, I hate being that close to chargers fans. And, um, <laughs> well, you never kind, kind, tickets to this. they might be taking the lead in my most hated AFC West opponent. Over, I mean, it always used to be Denver and the Raiders, and now it might be the Chargers for me, honestly. Um, maybe it's just because they're the biggest threat. I know. You know, and that's that's probably why I don't believe in Denver. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since 2015. Do we think Kale, Russell Wilson's going to turn it around? 2015, I, what was I doing in 2015? Trying to figure my life out in St. Louis. How old were you? I don't know how old you are now. I guess we should have asked that ahead of time. How old are you? 38. I just, hold on, I just had a birthday, so I almost answered wrong, oh. and that would have been stupid, but. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. 38. I'm, 30, so, I'm 34. Okay. So seven And a birthday coming ago, up on December 3rd for all you listeners. Oh, are you, is that, is that a request for gifts or just to let them know that it's your birthday? <laughs> Either or, I'll leave it up to them. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I like gifts, right? Will you not turn down gifts. gifts. No. Yes. Uh, 2015, that's. Oh. Well, oh. we should have cake or something. Uh, Nick got me a cake, uh, him and my co-host in Kansas City. It just said, and look, this is this is going to be way too hard to bring for a podcast listener. But when legalized betting happened or around the time it was going to happen, my co-host had a news story. And they, they came and they interviewed, because he does a lot of sports betting. So he's, he's a very good source on this. So they came to record him for like a local news interview just to kind of like have a package. And unfortunately, right. in that story, he's saying things like, September 1st, sports betting is coming. And in the background, you can hear me say, that's my birthday, <laughs> which they used on the news for whatever reason. So it's not a secret, I guess, on our show. That so they got me a cake that says it's my birthday. I'm gonna I don't need think to I see a clip anymore. of that. You should make put that on a T-shirt, maybe. Uh, I'm I'm open to that. I'm not saying no to that. To be fair, we have actively discussed putting it on a T-shirt, but <laughs> I'm all about so, T-shirts. But in doing so, we don't want to also stroke Cody's ego anymore. Than it already has been. So it was an unfortunate moment. Away from that. <laughs> I need to see that clip. And Nick, when is your birthday? March 20th. Okay. How old are you? Uh, I'm 31. Let's establish everyone's age now. Yep. Just right. want to make you feel included. All out there. What, and how old do you think you'll live to? <laughs> the list of your biggest fears. <laughs> That's what getting wanna, to know you said before. I want to play devil's advocate with you guys for just a second. Let's go. Because I look at the AFC West and specifically with the Chargers and yep. all the additions that they made. They have a star player at, at you could really, if you look at the five most important positions on the field, they have a star player at all of them. And they added a lot of nice pieces on a defense that was devoid of talent last year. Couldn't you make the case that that team has? less questions surrounding them entering the season than the Chiefs do. If we're just talking about the regular season, don't the Chargers have less questions 
unanswered than the Chiefs currently do? Yes. I have no doubt yeah. saying yes. I just have more faith in our team. And I have more faith because, because of history, until you prove me wrong, until the Chargers actually win a big game and make it to the playoffs, I'm not going to put a lot of worry into you at this point. Well, and here, I mean, I understand that Khalil Mack and JC Jackson and Sebastian Joseph Day make this team better. But I've, I haven't seen anyone ever take their defense from like 28th in the NFL to 10th, which means at best they're an average defense. And look, that's what we used to say about Mahomes. Hey, if you could just give him an average defense, he'll go out to be there. But that's because he had Andy Reid. Like, I don't, I don't know that adding two players to their defense fixes it. And their special teams wasn't particularly good last year. And they haven't made the playoffs in any year that Justin Herbert's been the, co- been the quarterback. And they've had multiple years to do it. I don't, I know it's only He's been- so great. Okay. When is he going to take the team to the playoffs? When is he going to take the team to the conference championship? When is he going to take his team to the Super Bowl? And it's not, you know what? I don't even know if it's, you're right. But I don't even know if it's him or if it's the coach or what it is. Because... Someone correctly pointed this out. One of the listeners on, on the Kansas City show correctly pointed this out. You'd be like, hey, the, well, you know, I mean, the Chargers went 9-8. They missed the playoffs. They had the worst defense in the NFL. They certainly got better. I'm like, okay, well, when the Chiefs had the worst defense in the NFL, they went to the AFC title game and lost to the Patriots. And Patrick Mahomes had 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Yeah, and, and they're a deep ward offsides away from going to the Super Bowl. Or last year, when for the first six weeks of the season – they had one of the historically worst starts for a defense of all time. They had a defense that ended up finishing 17th in points per game. So not a good defense, like an average one. Yeah. And they, you know, they they went to the AFC title game again. Herbert can't even get to the postseason. So is it him? Is it the coach? Or have we overvalued certain of their players that we think are stars? Like Nick Mitchell, they're all stars. Ooh. Look, Bose is a star. I'm not going to make any argument in that. But with Derwin James, I don't care if it says all pro next to his name or not. He is always dinged up, and I've yet to find moments where I think he's completely controlled everything for a team all the time. He's a very good player, but stars too much of a stretch. J.C. Jackson, well, I don't know, man. Bill Belichick's let a lot of corners go, who I thought might have been stars and were pretty good when they left New England, but not the player they were when they were in New England with the best defensive coach in NFL history. So it's like, yeah, but I and, and Khalil Mack has – the same amount of sacks as Carlos Dunlap over the last three years. So I'm not even sure that that addition counts as being something different than what the Chiefs did on their defensive line. It's not, it's not the Chargers are the next most likely. And I think they'll, I think they'll go to the playoffs this year and be a formidable threat because I think Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback in the NFL, but I'm not mm-hmm. giving them the division yet because the Chiefs keep winning it. Well, just like every preseason, we hear how they're going to be the team this year. They're going to have a stellar season. They're going to make it to the postseason. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. It hasn't happened. We've been hearing this for the last however many years. So once you prove it to me, then maybe I'll pay attention. I guess this is what's interesting. Because if we 